Welcome to the Startup to Something podcast. I'm Mark. And I'm Matt. This is our weekly update where we share the ups and downs of building and growing our bootstrapped online businesses. And sometimes we ramble on about tech. What's going on, Mark? Hey, Matt. It's going well. It's going well. Yourself? Good. (laughs) It's fucking busy over here, but it's good. Really? Tell me about it. Oh, my God. Man, like, oh, God, last week was brutal. Like, I, I'm just, yeah, I'm I'm super overbooked with my consulting. Like, I, I don't know what happened. I don't, I don't know how it happened. Uh, <laughs> I've just t- taken on way too much work. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what the right thing to do is here. Like, it... it it's great to make money and it's great to work on really cool tech. Like on both of my projects, the technology is really interesting. I'm learning a ton of Python um, on the, you know, like one of my clients is a friend of mine who listens to this podcast, Hi Manish, um, <laughs> and he's building a, uh, a basketball NFT game and it's really cool. And the other week he threw, um, he threw all the smart contract development work at me. And it's awesome. It's so cool. Like this ecosystem's amazing, and it's crazy how fast it moves. Um, and I'm like, man, I just want to dig in. I want to do more. I want to learn more. I want to get to the bottom of all of this. And it's just sucking up all of my time. And it's great. Like, don't get me wrong, but I also have personal goals that I want to meet. And I'm just raked oh my god i have no energy left to to work on my own stuff so you know trying to get out and interview people for the podcast like i want to do it i love talking with people but my energy is just sapped i don't have anything left so i'm trying to figure out what the right thing is here like how do i manage my time better or do i trim back the amount that i'm working i don't know if i'm going to make progress towards my goal then i need something to change but I'm not sure what that change is. So I'm just fig- I'm trying to figure my life out. So but like how many hours did you work last week? I probably worked like 70 hours last week. What? <laughs> yeah, I worked a lot. And you wonder, well, like, you wonder why you're tired? <laughs> well, like, not that I'm like making excuses or anything, but like last week I... Um, so one thing that I've started to do, I don't know if I've mentioned before, but I'm going into a co-working space. My my wife has an office at WeWork and I've been following her into work and just kind of hanging out in her office. And it's so nice to work in a different place. Oh my God. If, if you've been feeling down and out, get out of the house because it's amazing. Just two thumbs up. Um, so that's been great. But it is adding a commute to my day. And it's reminding me like, oh yeah, when you get tired and hungry, it's time to go home and eat and like kind of lay low for the rest of the day. Um, But I've been coming home and making supper and eating quickly and getting back to work and that sort of thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to keep my, I'm trying to keep my clients happy, quote unquote, you know, like my clients have missions and goals and and I signed on to help them and I want them to succeed. So I'm, I'm working to, to make sure that happens. Um, and you can't bill for every hour. So, you know, if you're if you're an indie hacker out there and you're you're doing some consulting work, uh, yeah, it's pretty hard to like if you're saying, oh, I'm gonna bill eight hours today, you have to work like ten hours or more 
because uh, you're stopping to take a walk while you think through a problem. You're stopping to eat. You're taking the dog out. You know, like there's just small things that are happening throughout the day. I do recruiting consulting. So I, I have to take a 30 minute call or a 45 minute call here and there. And it all just eats into your day. Um, and I've just spent so much time like trying to get my time in to make sure the work is good, that I'm delivering properly. And yeah, it's just, yeah. So like, I'm not, I hate the word excuses. Like I'm not making excuses because like, I'm really learning what the edge of my, what the edge of my productivity looks like, what the edge, the edge of what I'm able to take on looks like. Um, but now I'm, I'm kind of realizing like, okay, well, for my own benefit, if I'm going to freelance, like, you know, there's kind of times of high, um, high work throughput of what I can manage. And then there's times of what I can't manage. And right now I'm working so much that I can't manage my own projects. Um, and to spend all weekend working on my own stuff and not have any downtime is like super difficult for me. Um, I need to, I need a break from my own work. I'm just kind of rambling now, but it's, yeah, I'm just so, God, it's, it's there's a lot of work to be done and yeah, I have I mean, very little to share this week. It looks like, yeah, this freelancing is getting out of control. If you're, if you're working 70 hours, that that's insane. Well, last week was a little bit of, like, I don't normally do that. Last week was a bit much because, um, you know, I was trying to, Whew, uh, I'm do, with all the smart contract development that's going on, um, it kind of caught me a little bit by not by surprise, but I was like, okay, you know, this is a domain I don't know a lot about. I've I've done some reading and I've done some investigation, so I've got some some basics. But um, you know, we have there's a timeline in mind, so it's time to start uncovering unknown unknowns. And um, I have a friend who's worked on a crypto project before, and I thought a great way to hedge this risk is to bring him on. Um, and help me research and help me work through some of this stuff, which turned out to be such a good idea. He started on this Monday and already we've uncovered a bunch of things. We've de-risked a bunch. It's fantastic. Um, so that's, I'm so glad that, that, um, that, that my client is, it was, it was amenable to, to bringing them on. Um, and every day we get closer to meeting the deadline, which is fantastic. Um, but you know, it was prepping and, and talking with him and getting an idea of breaking up tasks and just like figuring out what do we do and where are the risks. Um, and on top of that, like for my other client, I had to work a little bit more for him because he, he likes to see pace and I hit a couple of landmines and it's like, okay, well I can show you pace this week, but maybe not next week. I, I just, yeah, it was like a collision of of like a bunch of bad shit all happening at once well bad shit a bunch of unforeseen stuff that resulted in me working a hell of a lot this work is all this week is already a lot better but i'm i'm toast like i'm so tired well yeah for sure so yeah i'm trying to figure out what the uh what needs to change in order for me to make progress on my own projects um but yeah, if I, man, if I had to tell any, any entrepreneur or, you know, anybody who's thinking about getting into the game and doing some freelancing, whew, really scale back how much you think you can accomplish for a client. You want to give them good work. You want to give them good results and good work takes time. So, you know, 
really think that through before you commit to doing I mean, you know, even if you said 40 hours a week, that would be insane. You'd you'd have to work 80 hours. I don't know how you would how you would ever do that. But, you know, if you even if you're saying 30 hours, like really think about what how many hours you you can bill truly. Unless you've worked in consulting before and you have a good idea, but all that to say, I don't have too much to show on for my own podcast this week or for the for the podcast that I've been trying to record with other other developer friends. But well, I mean, it sounds like you have to put it on hold while you're working on these two contracts. Yeah, I mean, even even saying it out loud, like you just did, is it reminds me that like I'm grossly overestimating how much time I think I have. Because yeah, if you work in a really intense eight nine hour day, there's nothing left in the tank. Like you don't have time to jump on a call, even with a with a friend, and like to talk through with wrap the tension about the kinds of problems that they're dealing with. But yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't have time. Not with the not with the level of work I'm doing. I feel a lot of shame just saying that out loud. I'm just yeah. Right. No. I mean, I wouldn't feel shame. Like you, you had good intentions when you set it up. You, you had set limits on how much time you're going to work for each contract. Mm-hmm. But uh, but now it looks like the timeline has changed on some of these projects, and they're demanding a lot more all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to be a good freelancer, right? So you got to put your other stuff on hold. Mm-hmm. As long as you you see a an end time, yes. right? Like when when is this rush going to be over? Yeah, that's a that's a great point cuz everything is temporary or it's as temporary as you're willing to make it. So, yeah, like if it's if this was the if this was the forever, then it's like okay, very clearly like <laughs> are you a freelancer or are you are you building your own products? But this is temporary. And I am a freelancer, so I can decide how temporary I want it to be. I, right. I have control over this. Yeah, because it really snuck up on me. God, like, yeah, ever since, like, mid-Jan, I've been noticing, like, holy shit, I've been putting a lot of work and a lot of time into this, like, more than I thought I would. Turns out sleeping, like, takes up a lot of time. It's really weird. <laughs> Such a waste. Yeah. A third of your life. Yeah, I'm fucking unconscious. Give me a break. <laughs> So enough about me and my lovely week. How was yours? What have you been up to? Yeah, it's it's been good. I, I definitely feel very busy also. Hmm. Like so like when I redesigned the Power Importer marketing site yep. in Webflow, mm-hmm. I decided to add my email address to the footer. Okay. So so before when it was it was all one big monolith app, mm-hmm. uh, for the marketing pages, I had a link to DM me cuz my DMs are open on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So I figured, you know, Twitter's pretty good at at filtering out spam, you know, so like so it'd be like a a natural kind of filter to make sure that I just don't end up in some spam, mm-hmm. some list and then I just get a bunch of spam. Right. So th- but this time I said, "Ah, oh, you know what? I'll do like a little JavaScript hack where I I put an email address there and then I change it with JavaScript." So Okay. So if anybody scrapes the page, they're going to get that other address and yeah, that one goes to spam. <laughs> Did you put my address in there by any chance? Because I've been getting yes. a lot of spam lately. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> I knew you had plenty of time to yeah. answer emails. So. I don't need Viagra. God damn it. <laughs> so yeah, so but the consequence now is that I'm getting a lot more emails from from just visitors. So mm. so people that don't even bother to like sign up to try the tool. Mm-hmm. They just they look at the landing page, they read the features and and then they they ask me their question right like, does it you know does it do this does it do that mm. and if you sign up and try it like 
it will answer all your questions, right? And, sure. <laughs> and it's free, right? So, so I think before that little barrier of like DMing me mm-hmm. made it so that people would sign up instead. Right. I don't know because also my my signups are are way up since I've been active on Twitter. Sure. So I I have no way of knowing. Like, is this just more emails because there's more signups, mm-hmm. or is it because the email is freely available now that right. I'm getting more emails? Mm-hmm. But so yeah, it's, I'm doing a lot more context switching throughout the day of checking the emails and getting back to work, checking the emails, checking Twitter, mm-hmm. checking the emails, <laughs> going back to work. So yeah, it's uh, I feel a little scatterbrained sometimes. Right. Yeah, that's totally reasonable. Yeah, but I mean, but I need to find a solution. Mm-hmm. Like it's uh, before I had you know I, I was time blocking my email support to like one hour in the morning, mm-hmm. and then I check again maybe in the afternoon to see if there was anything urgent mm-hmm. and then if it wasn't urgent it would wait till my next time block right but now I, f- I find myself responding a lot more like throughout the day mm-hmm. it, I, it might be because of Twitter because Twitter has also changed my my habit now right. like you know in between like Pomodoro's I'm, I'm checking Twitter mm-hmm. and so then I also see my email notifications at the same time so right. interesting Okay, so in your mind, what is the problem here? Are you is it that like because you're getting your work in and then when the end of the Pomodoro hits, that's when you are kind of like are you getting swamped by all these things or is answering your email like I'm going to have one Pomodoro where I go through all these things. So, I I feel like my breaks are much longer than just 5 minutes. Ah, uh-huh, okay. And yeah, and it takes me and then I have a harder time getting back into work. Right. And and to be honest, my pomodoros are not really the the textbook version of pomodoros right mm-hmm. where you're you're working for 25 minutes and the timer goes off and you stop everything mm-hmm. and take a break cuz i always i used to do that but i found it too often when you're in deep work mm-hmm. i did not want to stop yeah. like it's like no no i'm in the flow now i don't want to stop mm-hmm. so i've changed it so that every every 30 minutes there's a there's a shine there's a chime that goes off mm-hmm. And it's it's just it's just a random eight bit little sound that I sure. <laughs> that I generate because this is a side note. But before it used to be this chime mm. that I would play every thirty minutes, but eventually I just learned to ignore it. Like I didn't <laughs> hear it anymore. Ah, yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so now it's like it, it it does like a random three like little eight bit tones. Oh. Like so three eight bit tones randomly different different tempo different lengths. So, so each time it really catches your attention. Whoa, whoa, what was that? Right. <laughs> uh, but the goal is just when I hear it, it, it helps me to remember, okay, am I still on task? Mm-hmm. Or did I like, am I like pixel pushing with with CSS? Right. Like something that's unimportant, right? Because often that's what would happen. Mm-hmm. You get you get lost in something that's not important. Mm-hmm. So it just helps me to go, oh, no, no, get back on task. Like this is what I'm, this is the important thing. And and that's also an opportunity to go write in my log, right. like of what I'm working on. And do you meditate? Yes. Okay, I was gonna say because that that's exactly what this is. You're, it's like you're meditating, right. and then they hear a chime. You hear a chime. And you're like, oh, I was thinking about like who was Casper the Friendly Ghost before he died, and then like, you're, oh, I got to remember to come back. Yeah, to, exactly. <laughs> to my body, and it's like, oh yeah, like that's so funny, interesting. <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's what I use. But now what I'm finding is that. Before, like I would do maybe like easily 
two, maybe three 30 minute like periods like that mm-hmm. before I would actually take a break. Right. Now I find like I, I hear the chime and I'm like, I, oh, let's see if I have email. So I, okay. I seem to be taking a break every time now. Interesting. Like I feel a little paranoid to really mm-hmm. lose myself in some deep work mm-hmm. for a long period of time. I'm not, yeah, I'm not that worried about it. I know I'll just, just need to get back into it. And, mm. and also like, I'm not doing much deep work. Well, that was going to be right my now. question. Yeah, yeah. Like what, what are, are like, are you doing deep work? Are there deep work tasks available to you right now? Well, that's it. Like at one point I did play around with the notion API. Yeah. So I did, I did, then I was able to really concentrate because it was deep work and I was really able to play around with it mm-hmm. and envision how I would build, um, an importer for it so that you can manage things in Notion and have them appear on your Webflow site. Right. Um, and But then otherwise, all week I've been working on on pricing. On pricing. So, so it's mostly thinking. It's not so much like deep work. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm, I'm still not, I'm still very hesitant to change anything. <laughs> so, because basically, you know, I, I have this $29 plan mm-hmm. and that's the only thing I have just a $29 plan. And and then I I created this like $10 add-on that you can add to the to the plan and then you can sync every 5 minutes instead of every hour. But I hadn't I hadn't told anybody about it. Like I just added it once because someone asked, mm-hmm. "Hey, I need to sync more often." And I just oh yeah, $10 seems not too expensive. So I just created this add-on and and then I just add it manually to their subscription in, in the Stripe dashboard. Mm-hmm. And then whenever anybody would email me and ask me, hey, I need to sync more often, yeah. I would say, there's this add-on. And every single time they say, yes, please, add it. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, so so first of all, that's a sign that it's, it's too cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps, yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's really, like, it's really cheap, 10 bucks, right? Like going from a $29 plan to a $39 plan, it's like... And I mean, I, I just think about like what customers need this, <laughs> need this upgrade in the first place. Because yeah, yeah like yeah, <laughs> it seems like giving them the ability to pay for something like this or showing them that they can have it is like a no-brainer for a lot of these guys. Like, oh, I can I can change it from once an hour to like once every five minutes. Hell yeah, let's go, ten bucks. Yeah, exactly. No, so then, but but then before I, I came to this realization that it's way too cheap, um, I decided that I needed to automate it because too many people were asking for it. And so I wanted to, to add some Stripe integration so they could just add it. Whenever they go to set up a schedule, mm-hmm. they could see, oh, wait, for 10 bucks more, I can sync every five minutes. Yep. Uh, but then I <laughs> I tried to do it and it, it's not easy because I'm using Stripe hosted checkout. Okay. Just, oh. You can't have like add-ons, like where you add on something. Mm. So then it's like, oh, I'd have to just write some code that calls the Stripe API directly and adds this add-on to the subscription. Mm-hmm. But then there's these weird edge cases where if they paid yearly, so they let's say they, because I have this yearly plan mm-hmm. where instead of 29 a month, it's like 300 bucks. So it comes up to 25 a month. Yep. Uh, but then if I add the add-on, which is 100 bucks a month, mm-hmm. like, by default, Stripe will just add it to the next invoice. Oh, that's no good. So, yeah. So and they added like prorated. So so let's say there's like six months left in their year plan. Yeah. To the the next so the next invoice in six months will have six months of 
of this prorated add-on and the next 12 months of the add-on. Yeah, but in the meantime, if they churn, then you've exactly. got, yeah, you wind up with nothing. Exactly. So in the meantime, they're getting it for nothing, which is which is what I do for the monthly plan because I don't care. It's like, whatever. Like, mm. so, so you'll rip me off five bucks, right? Because <laughs> you unsubscribe at the end. Yeah. But the truth is, when everybody upgrades to that, they do not churn. Like they are, they are committed. Okay. So, so yes, I was gonna do the integration. And this, this is too complicated. I'm just gonna put a little pop up that tells people about it. Yeah. And to email me if they want it. Sure. And then, sure enough, like people started emailing me. Hey, and even then, like this is still very hidden inside. Mm-hmm. Like this is only if they go s- schedule the. Um, the workflow mm-hmm. but if they've already scheduled it they have no reason to go in on that screen right so if they already scheduled it to hourly they don't even know that they, they could go and add this ten dollar add-on that sounds like an email that you could send your customer yes <laughs> yes i should email my customers <laughs> anybody who doesn't have that billing switch turned on just be like oh hey by the way yeah, I mean that's a whole other <laughs> conversation that I I need to be confronted about the f- the fact that I don't email my customers. For some <laughs> people, that is a bonus. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's a no, whole other conversation, which I do need to do. I do, I do need we, to do. We'll so. come back to that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So even though this is hidden on a screen that's almost never used. Like people were asking for it, mm-hmm. so then I was like, "All right, I knew, I do need to automate this, but it's complicated if you try to to do it as an add-on." So, mm-hmm. so then I just came to the conclusion: I just need to create a new plan. And then I was like, "Well, this ten dollar more seems ridiculous for a new plan. Like, like you know, you can sync like twelve times more frequently than before, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like this should not be just thirty three percent more expensive." Mm-hmm. So then I I started to think about, well, it should be a new plan. And then I was like, well, people always say you need to charge more. So (laughs) I should really have more than just two plans too. So so then that's what I've been doing all week is just reevaluating the whole pricing plan of Power Importer. Like I knew I I would have to raise prices at one point. This is such a good idea. I I think Power Importer delivers a lot of value and... You're total. I think your instinct is so good. Like there are clear delineations on value that you provide, and like how often you sink, how much you sink. These are very clear benefits that people should be paying for. Yeah, and you know, and pricing is just. A, it's. I mean, some people say it's a science, but I don't believe it. I think it's just guesswork. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you look around at the competition. You look at what are the alternatives. Mm-hmm. Um, what are they paying for similar things? And then you just throw a number out there. So when I picked 29 a month, I was looking at what people were paying for Webflow. So I said, right. you know, these are the two hosting plans. They're either paying like this much a month or that much a month. And I sort of, 29 was like in between the two because mm-hmm. I had this psychological barrier that it can't cost more than Webflow itself, right? Right. But in the end, that was just, that was just really flawed logic because... The alter- like you know, the alternative is to use Zapier or Integromat mm-hmm. to, to to do the syncing, mm-hmm. and if you do it with those, it is way more expensive than Webflow. 
and way harder. Yeah. And no, exactly. And like really hard. So, you know, I knew that my value proposition was that I'm cheaper than Zapier and I'm easier, Mm -hmm. but I think the price cheapens that, (laughs) that value. Like it's like, but I should be like close to their price. Like, so yeah. So I've been looking, I've been evaluating my pricing based on what it would cost to do it with Zapier or Integromat. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I still want to offer like flat fee pricing because because they are they are metered pricing right yeah. like you pay per zap per operation mm-hmm. and it's so it's so complicated to to have an idea how much it's going to cost you so i think I'd, well i'm maybe i'm making a mistake maybe i should be metered like them but i feel like like the message the message of power Porter is that it's easier than those alternatives mm-hmm. so i think it's nice that the pricing is also easier it kind of like it goes with the messaging yeah, I, I completely agree. Like sim- simple pricing, simplicity in general is something that people really want. Like, and I agree, like, oh my God, knowing how much Integromat is going to charge you for anything is basically impossible. Yeah, exactly. I was trying to, I was trying to, to estimate it because they work by operations, but a workflow is multiple operations. Yeah. So you can't just say, oh, well, I have, I have a thousand records and I want to update them every minute depends very much on the type of up or the the type of record and where and checking existence like there's a lot of this no exactly you got you have to do a bunch of operations for those thousand Mm. updates you want to do like you have to you have to cache them in data store you got to look them up um every every one of those things is an operation yeah so like just updating one record could could be six operations i don't know yeah. 10 operations <laughs> right because if you're converting html like markdown to html or all these things that i do with power importer like converting strings to integers or oh all these yeah. operations oh right? my like you, god yeah like this is yeah i mean it's funny because i feel like as developers the thing we're taught to say as an answer to any question is it depends so like <laughs> and that's like the worst that would be so shitty to to be told like oh we want to we want to use x y and z and like oh great like okay so how much is that going to cost well it depends on this and that it's like ah really like i want my costs under control i want to know what i'm buying into right yeah so i i I would like to be able to to create a calculator right Mm -hmm. so where people could come and tell me how, how many items do you have in your cms and how often do you want to update them? Mm-hmm. And you know, an estimate of how how many records change each time you want to update them. Mm-hmm. And then I would have to like divide by how many operations I think that takes in Integromat, and <laughs> and then the calculator will tell you how much it would cost. I st- I think I still want to do this, but because I think it'd be a kind of it, first of all, they're good SEO words that <laughs> people might be searching for. Yeah. And it's, but it's the kind of thing that people can share around also. Hey, do you want you want to know how much it's going to cost? Here, mm-hmm. here's a calculator. But then at the bottom, it's like, oh, by the way, yeah. <laughs> you could just pay this flat fee instead with Power Importer and save hours of work and yeah, totally. headache. Debugging, troubleshooting. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, so I, I don't want to go metered. I want to stay with the fixed price. Mm-hmm. So... So I've been looking at my customers' data to try to figure out where do I draw the lines, right between these three plans. Mm. So I gotta, you know, draw the line on how often they can update, 
and on how many CMS items they have. Right. And then the other one that I thought I can differ- differentiate myself is uh, email support. Okay. So I, I could have like I could offer priority email support mm-hmm. for the the top tier. Right. So so yeah, I think I I think I have an, like a it's it's really hard. Like yeah. I I was I was trying to find someone that could help me with this, mm. and yeah, the only thing I would get is just generic advice. Like I was trying to like you know when I was trying to figure out where do I draw the line of how many CMS items they can have for each tier. Mm. It's like is there like a percentage that I should go for like. Where, you know, it's 80-20 like, split, where the 20% should be in the top tier or like any any kind of advice. And it's like, no, <laughs> you just go with how you think, I don't know, how it feels. Yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Could you, could you run a split test of some kind? I mean, like everything is a test when it comes to pricing, I guess, until you commit. But yeah, like could you split test something like this to try to understand like what are people clicking on and... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I've never had much success with split tests. Okay. Like, I think you, you need to have volume to be able to, like, have a statistically significant observation. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I'm thinking, like, even if you weren't going to, even if you were just going to look at the results and make a gut decision, at least you'd have a bit of data of just like, oh, I set it to $30 a month. I set it to $100 a month. And, like, what happened? Well, I mean, I have their data. Like, I know. Each, each person that's paying, mm. I know how often they're updating and I know how many CMS items they have. Right. So I'm able to, to like, to run, you know, to run a calculation of like, if I set the board, the barriers here, mm. like, this is how many customers need to upgrade to the second tier and how many need to upgrade to the third. Right. But I guess the, and the then, question there is like, are they willing to upgrade? Yeah. Well, that's it. So, yeah. So you don't want to force too many people. Because then if, if, you know, if a lot of them are going to churn, well, then you don't want to upset too many people. Mm-hmm. Really? But at the same time, like, it's directly re- correlated with my costs. Right. Like, I do have people that are updating every five minutes now and have close to 10,000 CMS items. And, you know, it's, it's ridiculous that I'm charging 39 bucks. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you're delivering so much value. You need to... like. They would, yeah. Who knows how much they would be paying if they were an integromat? Yeah, seriously. So yeah, hmm. but uh, and then the other question is, I want to grandfather in like a lot of these customers, mm-hmm. especially the ones that have been with me since the beginning, like the the early beta testers that mm-hmm. their their feedback was invaluable. And but I don't think I can do like a lifetime grandfathering, like. Right. Are there playbooks for for this for price increases? Yeah, <laughs> like I said, it's there are like a bunch of different opinions, okay. and it's really hard to know which one applies to your situation. I mean, yeah, I guess like everything I've heard is just like give them give people a lot of time, let let them know over and over that it's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. But no, that's it. Like I was I was thinking like either I I give them the option right now to to lock in their current price for for a year mm-hmm. so like yeah so they pay a they pay for a yearly plan now before i force everyone on the new plan yep i think that's a very reasonable approach and if you're okay with it cash flow wise like you'll you'll get a bump because you're you're asking them to commit for another year and if not then they'll <laughs> they'll pay you more 
Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's it. It's, I mean, I was going to say it's not about the money, but it, but part of it is, is about the money because with the extra money that I'll get, I want to hire someone to help me with the support. Absolutely. Because, yeah, because at this point, that's the difference between like charge, not charging enough and having all these, these support requests and not being able to like add new features and all that. So it's like yeah. somebody has to pay me to, someone has to help me out here financially. Yeah. <laughs> so that I can help you, like you need to help me. Like I need, I need to hire someone to help with the support so then I can continue my work on the Notion importer. Yeah. You're going to make the product better. Yeah. Also wanting more money for the sake of wanting more money is also totally okay. You <laughs> deliver value and you're absolutely entitled to, to be paid for it fairly to be compensated fairly for it i agree i agree and yeah and, and the competition is so much more expensive anyways so mm. i think i'm still going to be cheaper i think you'll still deliver the value i mean like you're just so much simpler in every way that fuck it like <laughs> just it's no no contest yeah because oh man imagine increasing your prices and then being like i'm gonna hire on a support person for <laughs> however many hours a week it's like two hours a day or an hour a day every week, they just handle all of the email and I don't even have to look at it. Yeah, or they yeah, forward exactly. me the urgent stuff and I deal with that. It's like, oh, yes. Yeah, like the, the first few models I was testing, like if I forced everyone to switch, it was like a, a 60% bump. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I was like, oh my, oh yeah, you know, like now I can pay. I can start building a team now. Yeah. Like, Amazing. So yeah, we'll see. The, the one... The one thing is that a lot of this pricing stuff is sensitive. Like, you know, you don't want to talk about it publicly, uh, like related to Twitter. Like, you oh, know, yeah. I'm trying to be more active on Twitter and I'm like, but this is this is kind of hard to tweet about. This is like, I mean, yeah. I'm in deep thought and I'm like thinking about where to, cut, where to set the lines mm. and, and I don't want to, I don't want to upset people before I even decided like yeah. on the pricing plan. Mm. Because I guess it's also your audience on Twitter, like, because you're, you promote other no code things and you, but you're also sharing your journey as well. So like, if you start talking about pricing, are you talking about pricing with your customers? Is it like premature to share it with them? But like, I mean, on this podcast, it's a little different because, you know, we're entrepreneurs and we care about this kind of thing. And this is a very relatable problem. And like, yeah, we're the audience for this. But like, is your Twitter audience necessarily the audience for... I'm thinking about well, that's it. There's definitely a subset of my audience on Twitter that that are just power importer yeah. users and like and fans. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so they're following more to get updates about the product. Mm. And speaking of price changes in public, like Webflow just did a huge change today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a big one. Yeah. So they did like scrap their account plans that they had. And now they have these workflow, mm -hmm. these are uh, workspace plans. Yeah. Um, but slowly people are starting to realize that, oh, wait a second, like this is going to cost me a lot more money now. Yeah. <laughs> like there's, there's very few scenarios where it's going to cost you less money now to use Webflow. Mm -hmm. So the, the timing couldn't be more perfect because I'm like, I'm like all day I've been refreshing Twitter and, and the forum and just how are people reacting to this price change mm -hmm. and. What you know? How should I not increase my prices? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is the interesting thing. Like, 
you're, you're already paying for Webflow. Did they send you an email to let you know that your next invoice was going to be different? Did they, what kind of messaging did they do? So they, they just announced this new feature, right? Right. Okay. They announced it as a new feature. It's like, now you have these workspaces and it's simpler. Mm-hmm. It's simpler to have people work together on the project. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but then when people started looking at the pricing and realizing, oh, I got to pay this per seat now, mm-hmm. it's like it, it gets more expensive. Even if you don't need the extra seats in some scenarios, like you end up paying like 43% more for the, for exactly what you used to have. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah, so I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm I'm all ears right now. Like I'm just, how are people reacting? How's Webflow going to react to the reactions? Mm-hmm. Like, are they going to back down? Are they going to change the pricing? Uh, so they just announced this, these workspaces. But they didn't really announce the pricing, mm-hmm. but people went to look at the new pricing and they, they figured it out themselves. It's going to cost more. Right. So I don't know if they're going to change it, but in their documentations that they did post, they said that... The, they weren't going to grandfather anybody. Okay. No. Oh, yeah. So that that was clear. And, and then the, they were just going to convert free accounts first. So any f- free accounts out there that, that should be paying for the, the lowest tier plan, mm. like they're going to force people to upgrade. Mm. And then the people who are paying, like I think they were saying, like that's the next wave of people they're going to force to okay. to pick the new plans. Okay. Interesting. So this, you know, so we're going to be emailed when we have the switch mm-hmm. so i don't think they've they've started yet so they can still back down they can still <laughs> decide oh you know what we'll we'll keep the pricing the same as it used to be mm-hmm. i don't know it's i really wish i had the inside scoop of what's going on at webflow yeah seriously <laughs> like i mean it was, it's obvious right when you when you make these price changes you know there's going to be backlash mm-hmm. like of course it's going to happen but you have to decide, like, how much churn are you willing to to take on? It's it's very interesting to think about, like, a company like Webflow. I, I don't know. I mean, it would be really interesting to know more about who pays for Webflow. Because, like, Webflow is very clearly creating value for you. And so maybe your bill before was $100. Um, and now your bill is going to be 250 I mean, like, depends how many seats you have. Um, right. And you're like, well, my, okay, so my Webflow plan tripled, you know, even if it, even if it uh, 10x or something, like, I'm just trying to think, like, at what point are we like, holy shit, this is too much money? Because um, for individuals, sure, any, any software you're paying for like that, it's like, okay, my bill doubled, that's a little weird. But if you're a business and you're using Webflow, or you're making a living from Webflow, and your cost, I don't know, tripled from 100 to 300, like, do you care that much? Probably not. Right. No, exactly. I mean, honestly, I think very few people are going to churn because the people who are using Webflow, they are, they've, you know, they really want to switch all their clientele to Webflow. Like they don't want to have to do WordPress anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard to believe that, you know, what's the alternative? What are you going to do? Like there, there is no alternative right now that, that is like Webflow. There's other alternatives to building sites, but if you want the flexibility that Webflow gives you a designer to design websites, there's nothing out there. Yeah. And if even if there was, there'd be a learning curve to switching. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just checking their H1 to see if they updated their marketing to be more about businesses or more about um, 
you know, just being more opinionated about who they serve and the site you want without the dev time. Uh, your website should be a marketing asset, not an engineering challenge. It's like, okay, that's, that's not too enterprisey. It's not too, not necessarily like a business focused. It's interesting to talk about it in dev, dev cycles, dev time, but yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I wonder if this is just an evolution in, in their positioning. It's, it's weird. It's weird that you, you say that's what the H1 is because that's not the impression I get is who their clientele is. Mm. Like it, it's not someone who, who runs a business and now is going to go create their landing pages in Webflow and their clientele really seems to be design agencies and freelancers. Mm. So yeah, I don't think they're going to want to switch. So yeah, I'm keeping an eye on it. <laughs> See, definitely. <laughs> See uh, how people react. Whether it's mostly, I want to see if Webflow backs down. Mm. If they don't back down, well, I think, yeah, I'll be I'll be releasing my new pricing in the same fashion. <laughs> like, that's the new pricing. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> but of course, grandfathering the the people who have been with me this whole time. Yes. Yeah. So so I do have some deep work to do now on this because. Like the integration can be very complicated or I can try to make it simple, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, it's not so straightforward. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like the first pricing I implemented uh, has a lot of assumptions and wherever in the code I check, you know, if someone paid, if someone has allowed to do this, mm-hmm. like all that is going to have to change. And now I have this notion of like these limits, right? So what happens when someone crosses the limit? Right. So they're on the the starter plan, and all of a sudden they've just passed the CMS limit. Like I have to give them a grace period. Like I can't just lock up their <laughs> their workflow, and now like yeah. nothing is being synced until you pay me. <laughs> Seems cruel. <laughs> yeah. So I gotta find yeah a way to to gracefully like notify them by email a few times. And, I'm very excited to see how this goes. I'm like, I mean, I hate it sucks that you're the canary in the coal mine, but this is very <laughs> interesting. I mean, you're delivering a lot of value. You deserve to be compensated for that value. And I don't think anybody would disagree, but people are also don't want to spend their money. But if you solve a key problem for them, I don't know. Like I think about the software I use and if somebody was like, all right, look, we, we got to increase the prices. If it's a software I use every day or I rely on like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to pay the money. Of course I am. My time is yeah. really valuable, especially when you're in business. You understand that. So exactly, and and there's something about switching, right? You know, like Netflix has raised their prices a bunch of times yeah. since I'm a member, mm-hmm. and it's like each time it's yeah, it's a hard pill to swallow. It's like, oh, this is getting expensive, but I just pay it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I also really like watching movies, so yeah. And uh, for one of my earlier products, I had I had this uh, G Suite like. They had a free plan for a while yeah, yeah. where you could have your custom domain with them for free. Mm-hmm. And yeah, years ago, they discontinued it. So you can no longer create these free accounts. Now you had to pay for Google Workspace. Yeah, that was in the news recently that they uh, that they are forcing their free clients to pay. Yeah, exactly. So now they're, they're all forcing those old free accounts to, to pay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for a while I was like, oh, I'm not going to pay for this. And, Maybe I'll just transfer the domain over to the workspace that I am paying for. Right. 
And Danny was like, ah, oh, it's not worth the trouble. It's eight bucks a it's month. It's eight whatever. fucking dollars. <laughs> like, just pay it. Exactly. So I'm just going to end up paying for it, even though I almost get no emails for that domain anymore. Yes. It's pretty much all passive income. Yeah, I, yeah, like it, it's funny, especially last week and the week before. Like, I've just been so busy. I've been trying to sort, I realized I was falling behind on my books and everything. And I was like, oh man, this is so stupid. And you, I just get so filled with rage of like, I just don't want to do this paperwork. Ah! That I like, I messaged my bookkeeper and was like, buy whatever software it will take. <laughs> I will pay any money for you to not talk to me anymore because I can't fucking take this. She was like, oh, yeah, no problem. Sounds good. And now I think I'm paying like 75, 85 bucks extra a month and it eliminates like, 90 minutes or something from my month and i'm like this is the greatest money i could have ever spent this is so fair awesome yeah no exactly right it's like when it solves a problem you're just like oh, i'll do anything to get that time back to not have to deal yeah, with the it. hassle even if i like it it's like <laughs> i can opt into doing it when i want and i can say no when i don't that's it like that's that's how i feel it's like with, with power importer if 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 i raise the prices and you're not happy like what you gonna do? You're gonna migrate to Integromat and end up paying the same amount. No more. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I mean, that's it. If you don't like, like it, that's okay. It's you know, and and if I don't increase my prices, but then it's it's like I can't provide the the support to all these new people. Absolutely. So so the product is not gonna evolve. Yeah. Like it's. So yeah, it seems like a like a no brainer. I have to increase my prices. Yeah, yeah. totally fair. You got this. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, it'll be fine. So yeah, so that that was my week, and next week I think I'm gonna start digging deeper in the code and see what's the most elo- elegant way of doing this, mm-hmm. of adding these plans, of dealing with the limits. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, I feel like this kind of like upgrade thing you hear a lot about with. Um, I I feel like I see this problem on Twitter very often with stripe it's like oh how do you handle this kind of upgrade or how do you handle like these weird billing um uh not stripe well, it's like stripe is billing but like stripe billing questions around like monthly versus annual and proration and these kinds of things i worked in enterprise billing for a while and it's really tricky and hard and there's a lot of crazy rules in there um so i'll be interested to see what you come up with yeah that's it i've, I've been looking at the Stripe documentation and they do have these notions of upsells. Mm. So like, so you, you can attach to one plan, another plan. Mm. So like, that's why you would do the yearly billing. Mm-hmm. So you say, Oh, well, you know, you can buy the yearly plan instead of the monthly plan and you'll save this much. Right. So I think that's probably how I'm going to do it. Mm. Cause right now I, I display the two prices side by side, the monthly and the yearly. Yep. But now that I have three plans, I'm not going to be able to, display all six plans bring on the grid baby yeah. <laughs> bring on that best value box <laughs> so yeah no i'm 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 trying to find a simple one so that i can release this as quickly as possible i can't wait to see how it goes <laughs> beers on you yeah <laughs> i think for this week uh my plan is i'm you know i'm still trying to have conversations with people uh, i'm very i'm stressed very i'm stretched very thin um I don't know how it's going to come out, but and I, I want to, I really want to show forward momentum. I just don't know if I, if I have it in me for this coming week. 
it seems so simple to say, but I guess we'll we'll see if it happens. But yeah, that's my goal to have at least one conversation that I can record. That's good. I'm taking family day off. <clears throat> when what what is family? Family day, day is like a it's like a <laughs> holiday everywhere in Canada except for Quebec. It's okay. this coming Monday. So I'm gonna. That's why I don't know about it. Yeah. So I'm gonna take a trip to uh, Toronto for the for the weekend and hang out with some friends. Okay. Cool. So that'll be nice. All right, man. I guess I'll catch you next week. Yep. Nice. See you later. Yeah. Talk to you then.